And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Award, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Thank you very much, John Bon Jovial, the legendary one. Thank you so much for joining us, for kicking the show off again. And thank you, listeners, for joining us and being here to share in some great music. We've got another what I think is a really great show today with some interesting music, some great guests, and a, uh, well, we've got a, something a little unique to start it off with. We've got another non-U.S. talent coming up at the beginning of the show. I want to say thanks to Titty Bingo for our theme song. Uh, those Texas rock and roll guys have been, uh, they've been providing our theme song for as long as we've been on the air, which is like eight years and change now. And uh, they've got a uh, they've got a new disc out. Uh, if you check it online, we've reposted a couple of times. They've been giving away some free copies of a new tune they did with Willie, and uh, you might still be able to get in on that. I'm not sure, but we are also talking to them about the fact that uh, they are long overdue to come back and be a guest on the show. So we're trying real hard to get Titty Bingo back on the David Bowers Awards right now. However, I promised you another out of country artist. And from Japan, from the land of the rising sun, we have a duo who call themselves Yorushika, and uh, they got a great song. This really caught my ear. It's a happy tune. It, it just makes you feel good. Here it is. It's called Spring Leaf.
Daylight Savings Time song, folks. It's called Spring Thief. I know you'd appreciate that, John Bon Jovi, because Daylight Saving Time robs him of his sleep, and he keeps reminding me of that every year. But uh, they call themselves Yorushika, and uh, they are a group, too, uh, composed of Mbuna, and I won't promise that I'm pronouncing these correctly, uh, but Enbuna is a former Vocaloid music producer and Suisse, a female vocalist from Japan. The duo is extremely secretive, never publicly revealing their faces or holding many concerts. So I don't know. I'm trying to get them for the show. I would really like, uh, you know, if they would at least maybe reveal their voices and come on the show. But I can't make any promises because uh, they are. Uh, so extremely secretive. But there you have it, Yorushika and Spring Thief. John Bon Jovial, what say you? Oh, I like the song. It's uh, very well done. It's catchy. Uh, I do not speak Japanese, but I can tell just from the inflection of the tone of their voices that they seem to be having a pretty doggone good time singing that song. And there the is a production values are nice. There is a oh, translation I'm, I'm sure online. there probably is. Yes, you know, that's why Google was invented. But <laughs> is that uh, right? yeah, it, it no, very nice, very nice song. And I, I'm with you. I hope that we can get them on the show. It would be really interesting to hear a little bit of background on them and where yeah, they come from, where going, and that kind a, of thing. Such a feel-good song, you know. It's a, oh yeah, yeah. I I know when I first heard it, I had to play it a couple of times while I was looking into their background. Uh, of course, their background isn't that much in depth, but uh, I was trying to find some information on them. But uh, we'll look forward to maybe being able to get them on the show. We look forward to your comments. Remember, we love to hear from you who you like, who you don't like, who you'd like to see on the show. If you've got a friend, uh, uh, your husband sings in the shower, whatever. If you'd like to hear him on the show, drop us a line. The address is simple, david at vdavidbowers.com. That easy. And uh, we'll take a look into it and uh, a listen and see if perhaps we can maybe get together on something. want to move along real quickly on this show uh, because in addition to our usual guests and music, uh, we've got a couple of awards to kick off the top of the show with. And the first is, well, neither is really pleasant, but the first is uh, a sad note in memory of a uh, gentleman who was a guest on our show at least once. I'm not sure if he was more than once, but I know uh, Mark Regula of Ivory Tower Project was on the show, and uh, he uh, brought with him the music of the Ivory Tower Project. Well, we lost Mark last week, March 9th, and he will not only be missed, but also remembered uh, for his music, his voice, and his vision. Ivory Tower Project, if you're not familiar with them, they're a, a new breed of old school rockers is the way they describe themselves. New original music with retro sound inspired by the great classic pop rock artists of the 70s and 80s. Ivory Tower Project, or ITP, as you'll see them online, was founded in New York by three songwriters, Johnny Jace, Tony Navarro, and Mark Regula. And Mark, we are going to miss you. That being said, our second The David Bowers Award of the Week is one that I feel uh, obligated to mention for obvious reasons, and it goes out to NARIS, the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences, and their Grammy Awards, which, uh, though I did not watch after hearing the reports, I investigated, saw some scenes and clips, 
and enough to tell me that this was easily the worst Grammy show ever. Remember when you used to sit back and you waited, you couldn't wait for the award show season because you were looking forward to the Grammys or the Oscars or whatever. Well, let me tell you, this show this year had to be the worst in Grammy history. And it's garnered the lowest ratings in history, including 2.1 among the key 18 to 49 demographics that advertisers want. 2.1% of the TV watching audience watched it in the 18 to 49 demographics. It was the most insulting salute to anyone that I can imagine that I've seen. And they were saluting women. They were saluting blacks. They were saluting all of this in the music industry. And uh, I just don't see it. I would have been ashamed to have this as a salute of recognition of me or anything that I had had any association with. An example of the cancel culture hypocrisy. It was announced today that Rodgers and Hammerstein's classic South Pacific must now be eliminated because it too is offensive. Let me tell you, the Grammy show wasn't offensive, but South Pacific is. Dr. Seuss, Pepe Le Pew, come on, it's a cartoon. In the words of the NFL Monday Night Countdown Show's feature, this is a real moment for a real major, come on, man, to you, John. I could not have verbalized that any better. Like you, I, I did not watch the Grammys, but after hearing reports of it, I did check it out online. And uh, not only – there were a couple of things that bothered me about it, and one of which was it, uh, some aspects of it. It was like soft porn, uh, and, and it had absolutely no place on TV, especially if young children were watching it. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not a prude. You know, I'll, I'll – look at some of that stuff like any just about any other guy but at the same time you know there's a time and a place and on national tv during prime time viewing when children are watching is not the time to have any form of depiction of that you want to see it you know tuning in at two in the morning the other thing that uh kind of uh bothered me about it was the uh, the stereotyping of uh, events that have taken place over the last couple of years, doing a stereotyping of Black Lives Matter. Of course they matter. Your life matters. My life matters. And, and, and have African Americans been uh, treated uh, poorly over the, you know, the, the centuries? You're damn right they have. And, but this type of stereotyping and some of the scenarios that were portrayed was just absolutely, totally, and horrifically wrong. I uh, hope that the National Academy of Reporting Sciences will uh, view this as a teachable moment for themselves in that it is just something that cannot be. The, the cancel culture, it's like you just said, David, Pepe Le Pew. I mean, come on. He's a cartoon character and a beloved cartoon character. And, you know, his portrayal of the way he came on to women, of course, you know, in reality, in real life, you know, that that's not right. But I watched Pepe Le Pew when I was a kid. I watched the Three Stooges. I watched Mo poke, you know, curly in the eyes. But did it make me think to myself, hey, I could do that, too, and it'd be all right? Hell no. It did not. This whole cancel culture BS, I wish I could say the full thing, 
but I can't because this is a family show. Uh, it's got to stop. You know, I mean, come on. South Pacific, gone with the wind. I mean, can you imagine trying to make blazing saddles today? Good grief. I mean, that's just really, really ridiculous. But, yes, you touched on a good subject there, David, and uh, I'm in complete agreement with you. It was a horrendous program. It should not have been aired the way it was. Trevor Noah, he, you know, was tasked with an impossible situation as an MC. I did watch the opening of the program as an MC. You know, he he knew he had a difficult hill to climb and he did okay with that. Uh, But the rest of the show was just just completely went to hell as far as I'm concerned. Well, as you know. I couldn't agree more. You heard my feelings on it. And with that being said, I think it's time for us to move on to some good music. And our first guest is standing by, Canadian artist by the name of Susie Corey. I know you're going to love her. You're going to listen to one of her tunes right now. This from a few months ago called Pretty Little Things. Started out a young girl a little bit shy.
there you have it. Pretty Little Things by uh, Pretty Little Thing from Canada who calls herself Susie Corey. And if that's not offensive, come on in and say hello, Susie. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you doing, Dave? Doing well now that you laughed because in today's society, everything offends somebody, and I sure wouldn't want to offend one of our guests. Thank you so much. It's well, again. <laughs> So good to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. Let me make it very easy for you. I'm not offended by anything, if that makes any sense. So I think I'm an, an, an anomaly in today's society. <laughs> to a, I'm good. To a good degree, you are. However, uh, keep in mind, and I, I try to keep this in mind, too, in this business, if you get offended easily, you're in trouble. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, and I think that you have to look at the source and where it's coming from and just, you know, be objective about it. So yeah, I, I think we, we all can... need to chill a little. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We need to lighten up. And yeah. as I used to tell my kids, stop being a whiny ass. I mean, come on, people. Uh, <laughs> you know, another way of putting it. If you're, you know, something is going to offend everybody. If this yeah. doesn't offend you, it'll it'll offend somebody else. If you're offended ignore it go away don't read it don't listen to it just don't shove it down my throat that it bothers you come on now Absolutely. all right anyway we're here for good times and good things and i heard your uh, i heard one or two of your tunes here oh i don't know a month month and a half ago and uh, i said that uh, this is an artist we need to get on the show and thankfully you uh, agreed to do so you're here and we want to learn a little bit more about you so why don't you tell the audience, uh, many of whom may not have, uh, may not be familiar with you, tell them a little bit about you, your background, how you got to where you are today. Sure, I'll try and give you the Reader's Digest version because I think we got a limited amount of time. <laughs> but my no, we don't have unlimited time for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a country rock artist from Toronto. I started out a little more rock than country, but just naturally organic, organically changed the country. Um, I was working with a producer down in Los Angeles, and this guy's a big rock guy. You know, he's worked with a lot of bands like Kiss and Motley Crue and all these different people. And I'm thinking, okay, great, I'm going to have an awesome rock album. But when I started working with him, he did what every great producer should do, which is to insist that you find your own sound even as you can to yourself. And mm. when I did that, I ended up realizing I actually go closer to country than I do rock. And, you know, the whole rock thing was just because I'm a huge fan of rock music. Sure. And, yeah, you're trying to put on that persona and emulate all the artists that you admire and that you like. But sometimes the music that you listen to isn't necessarily the music that you need to be creating. And right. that's when I, yeah, I realized that country was my thing and I'm loving it. <laughs> well, I can relate because uh, when I was younger, I had this dream of being a rock star too, and my thing was, uh, I had I had wannabe producers who kept telling me, "You have a great voice for silent film," you know, or no, that wasn't it. I'm sorry, you, you had a great singing voice for the silence. They, I could not sing, so that's how I got on the other side of the microphone and became a music player instead of a music singer. And uh, here we are today. John Bondovio, you're sitting there very quietly. I know you must have comments or questions. Well, <laughs> sure, absolutely. Susie, first of all, welcome to the show. We are so thrilled that you're with us. And Thank I, you. And I love the music. I just think it's great. You know, we're talking about radio and getting, you know, our starts. I, I got my start in radio back uh, around 1971, and I started off doing country music. 
And, wow. and and actually, most of the jocking that I did over the years, I did some rock, but uh, country music was the thing that I found myself getting into. It wasn't planned. And so I really do believe that I've developed an ear for what is good and what is not. And Pretty Little Things, to me, has such an upbeat and happy sound to it. And it, it's not, you know, my mama died rescuing the dog because the pickup <laughs> truck went into the river. And, of course, yes, there is certainly a place for that with George Jones and David Allen Coe and all those guys. But yeah. you really bring along a very nice commercial-sounding pop country uh, flavor. And it, it's it's really nice to, to hear that. And I'm, I'm not, you know, blowing smoke just to try to be nice. I, I, I really yes, do mean are. that. <laughs> I have my I no, have my know. moments. I do have my moments. He's got your numbers, John. Yes, I does. don't mind. Blow as much smoke as you have to. <laughs> no, you know, I, I really want to say I appreciate you saying that because I think, you know, it goes back to what I said just a moment ago about my producer insisting on finding my own sound and just being honest with who I am and what you're putting out there. And I think that's what shows. So, you know, when you name those older artists, um, when they're singing about stuff that, you know, just breaks the heart and it's it's a difficult life and all these things that they've been through, they live that. And so they're being true to who they are. And yeah, for absolutely. me to sing these kind of songs, although, yeah, it sounds commercially great, I think, it, the intention is not to do that. For me, the intention is to write happy songs because I'm a happy person. <laughs> And I want to make people feel good, you know. And so what I write about is what I know. And this is me. And anybody who knows me knows I'm just like, you know, just look at my social media. You'll see me smiling in every single picture. It was hard to find a picture for time because that song is, you know, a little bit more um, serious and it's a serious right. matter. I couldn't find a picture of myself where I wasn't smiling. <laughs> Finally <laughs> well, you know, found one. You know, I can relate to what you were just saying because I found the first time I spoke with you on the phone, I had that feeling, uh, of, you know, that subconscious feeling that you were smiling and happy and real positive and upbeat. And it's good. It's good that you can transmit this feeling, that you can get it across to other people, both in your in your personal life, but also in your music. And uh, that, that's a great thing. And you're you're able to. Well, you realize the fact that this is a good thing and you can utilize it. You can write the songs that fit you and you can carry them. You can pull them off. And that's a, a great combination. That's a, a good recipe for success in this business or any business for that matter. As long as you can be yourself and, and make the most of that, it's a good thing. I just wanted to inject that little bit there. Now, what's <laughs> you probably haven't been doing a lot of live performances. I know you've got one coming up as we speak now, and this is being recorded on St. Patrick's Day, actually. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you. And, Thank you, uh, you too. Just wondered, I know, as I said, you've got one show coming up. What have you got planned for the rest of the year? Are you going to be getting back into more live performances? Are you going to be writing more music, or have you done pretty much uh, all you're going to do with that for, during the uh, hiatus, during the pandemic uh, uh, sidelining? 
Yeah, you know, although a lot of artists are saying that sometimes it's difficult to find avenues of what to do right now, I think you can create those opportunities. And definitely, I mean, the first and easiest thing is to work on your craft. So that's been something I've been doing. I wrote a lot of music and I've recorded some of it. I'm hoping to get back out to L.A. where my producer is to record a couple more songs that I'm supposed to put out this year. But as far as live performances are going, yes, I do have one coming up right now very shortly. And I have some other stuff in the works. Um, And one of them being last summer, I put on a festival, a drive-in country music festival, and I had several artists on that one, including myself. I did one here in Canada, and then I went did one down in Tennessee. So I'm hoping to do the same, and you know, we're hoping to do that again this summer and maybe add a couple more cities. So definitely a lot of stuff in the works, even when it comes to live music. You know, whatever we have to work with, I think we just really? work around that, yeah, and make it make it happen. Well, we have a, a thing here on the show where once you're on our show. You're part of our family. We like to keep in touch. We like you to keep in touch with us. Let us know where you are, what you're doing, you know, new things that are coming up. And to that end, one of my social media pages on Facebook is a groups page, the David Bowers Awards groups page. And that is there specifically for guests on the show and for anybody involved in the music industry, for that matter, to post their own happenings, uh, music-related, of course, uh, shows, new releases, anything you want to share with your fans and followers. And you can do that yourself. You don't have to come to me to do it. You can post directly to that, and we will take it and post it around to our other social media sites. Before we run out of time, I did have one other thing I wanted to touch on because I know that you made what you considered to you a life-changing decision a few years ago. And I wondered if you would share that story with the listeners. Sure. Um, So, you know, the other thing that I do other than music is I kind of accidentally got into motivational speaking. And the reason that happened is because when I was a child, I knew I wanted to be a performer. And my parents were amazing, incredible, supportive people. The one thing they said is, we don't want you getting into the music industry. And so, (laughs) yeah, I took a completely different path in life. And I'm talking like completely different. I, you know, ended up getting married, having children, which is normal. And then I moved to the Middle East for 13 years. And I worked, yeah, (laughs) learned Arabic, you name it, you know, just completely different than what I had imagined for myself. All amazing experiences and don't regret any of it. Um, but I worked my way up the corporate ladder and I realized my other passion was travel. So I became a station manager for a major airline out there in the Middle East. Then came back about six years ago, back to North America, uh, back to my hometown, Toronto, where I grew up. And that's when that passion for music started again. I started going to Over. concerts and yeah, I just, I remembered how much I loved this and how much I wanted to do this. And it's an incredible story, really. Yeah, it was literally four years ago that I made the decision to start getting into music and I started writing songs and I was starting from zero. I had no connections in the industry. I didn't have any musical experience. <laughs> I'd never well, been really on stage. <laughs> Thank we're you. Glad I'm you glad did. I did. And- It seems to be working out well for you because what I've heard of what you produce is excellent and, well, it got you on the show, so it couldn't be all bad. Listen, before we let you go, we've got about one minute left, and I want to give you a chance to do what we let everybody do, and that is do some shameless self-promotion. Tell the folks how they can find you, find your music, get in touch with you, follow what you're doing. Absolutely. So I'm on all the streaming services and on social media. My um, handle is Susie Corey, so at... S-U-Z-I-K-O-R-Y, and my website is the easiest way to find everything in one place, which is www.suzycorey.com. 
Fantastic. We want to thank you so much for coming and spending time with us here today and wish you all the luck in the world. Please do. We're serious about you being part of the family and wanting you to keep in touch. And we'd love for you to come back and see us again. You are both incredible. Thank you for having me on your show. It was so much fun. You're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, Susie Corey. And here's the, t- of the song that she was referring to. It's called Simply Time. Till the 
Hannah is Susie Corey. A little bit of a different uh, type of feel there from uh, Pretty Little Things that she opened with. Thank you very much, Susie Corey. So glad to have you here with us today on the David Bowers Awards. And we have a group from Brooklyn, New York, standing by. Getting close to home, guys. I'm from upstate, you know, up, up in the suburbs about, uh, oh, I don't know, a couple hundred miles out. But you know how it is in New York. Anything north of New Rochelle is upstate. But, uh, yeah, I was a little further upstate than that. Well, welcome aboard, guys. We're going to be talking to the guys from Shifley in just about three and a half or four minutes. But first, we want you to listen to these synth rockers from Brooklyn who have opened for 21 Pilots. Night Riots, Plain White, Tees, and more. They've surpassed one million streams on Spotify and have released a video with some of their favorite quarantine pastimes. And we'll have to look into that. Meanwhile, right now, let's listen to Shifley and Rich Kids. <laughs>
call themselves Shiftly, not to be confused with Shiftless, and uh, they are the Messrs. Jenks, Gaines, Contreras, and Killo. Sounds like an attorney's office, but uh, they make some pretty good sounds. Let's bring them on in here and say hello to them and see what we can find out about Shiftly. Welcome aboard, guys. Hey, hey how's David. It how's it going? Hey, great. Hello, Thank hello. you so much for joining us today. Glad all four of you could get here. And for our listeners, we have two Alexes, Alex Jakes and Alex Gaines. Then we have Brian Contreras and Sean Kilo and Alex Jenks. Since you were the gentleman I was in touch with setting this whole uh, whole party up, I'm going to let you take control on your end, and perhaps you could open by introducing the guys and tell us a little bit about each one. Sure. Um, so I'm Alex Jenks. Uh, I guess you introduce me first, so I'll be Alex one for this interview. Um, there you go. I'm going to take that control right now because I never get it. Um, but Alex, <laughs> Brian, and I are old, old, old friends from high school, um, and we've been playing together since we were 15, 16 years old. Um, we grew up on Long Island in one of the one of the suburbs out there, and we actually met Sean on Craigslist of all places, uh, where wow. Craigslist best story. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Sean's also from Long Island. He's the same age as us. Luckily, he wasn't lying about that on the Craigslist ad. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, you but, uh, take I don't chances with it. <laughs> exactly. Conj- yeah, that conjures up all kinds of jokes. Really? Exactly. It was one of those where uh, everybody's parents had to come to the meeting, too. <laughs> ah. um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't know if that says, you know, enough about uh, our personality that we found our bass player on Craigslist um, that, at the age of 15. Uh, <laughs> well, that, that tells us you're really open to, you know, uh, taking chances and working outside of the lines, but uh, <laughs> that's great, really. How long have you guys been together now? Uh, let's see. I guess it, with Shiftly, we've been together for uh, about six years, uh, seven years, um, but we've been playing together for a lot longer, maybe 10, 11, 12 years even at this point. Awesome. Kind of a story like John and I. We're uh, we're old friends from high school, too. Uh, of course, we didn't go to the same high school, and we didn't go together but he grew up in Boston. I grew up in upstate New York. But seriously, though, we were old friends from radio back in the, uh, well, back a long back early, time. Early 70s, back when the dinosaurs ruled the world. Long ago in a galaxy <laughs> far away. And uh, we got together about uh, eight, nine years ago and started talking about how much we missed radio and how much radio today was sucky and we decided hey why don't we just go ahead and do our own show the way we want to do it we don't have to be beholding to anybody we don't have any corporate monsters coming in and telling us what to do and if we mess it up then hell we mess it up we won't be the first ones and more than likely not the last ones but anyway besides the uh, serious music you're making rich kids that was a tune from last year, right? Yeah, that one was from November 2020 is when we released it. But I'm going to let Alex Gaines actually tell the story here. Alex, Fair two enough. seconds. Go, Alex, yeah, two. Yeah, so, um, so uh, that one, uh, we, we worked on it uh, last year. Um, it's the first of many singles on this next release cycle. Um, and uh, it's sort of just about, like, back in our high school days, sort of like us being, like, the nerds versus, like, the rich kids who just go down the hallway and own the place. And us sort yeah, of aspiring to on be the that, but loathing it. <laughs> so it's a song about loathing and sort of making fun of materialism. And there are a bunch of rich kids out on the island. I have, I've been there They're, not in a long, long time. But, uh, from what I see, it hasn't changed in that respect. Now, no, you're not missing much. 
<laughs> well, somebody told me once. Uh, matter of fact, I was I was in the army with a uh, guy from the island, and he told me it was a great place to be from, and as far from as you could be. But uh, that's yeah, you know, yeah. we're back into opinions there. <laughs> I think oh, all yeah. of it's a love hate relationship. Really? Yeah. Now you talk about this cycle you're in. Uh, and I know we're going to be playing your most recent uh, release, and I should say most recent hit, uh, after we finish talking with y'all. But uh, what what is this cycle? Uh, how many tunes are you looking to make an album out of it? Uh, what What is the cycle exactly? Uh, well, it's a 14 album, or 14 song, rather, uh, kind of project. Um, you know, Alex... Uh, Gaines is our main songwriter. Um, really, he's been, you know, just an engine for us, just, you know, cranking out tunes um, consistently um, for a long time. And so he, uh, <laughs> he, he, he has like all this, all this music that he's been putting out. We've been working on the uh, 14 tracks all of, uh, all together um, for the past, I guess, year and a half at this point. Um, which has been, you know, pretty fun, <laughs> pretty crazy too. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's it, it's funny. We kind of finished it. We finished the whole thing, you know, tracking and getting the mixing and everything, and then the pandemic hit uh, when mm-hmm. we were getting ready to bridge kids the first time. So we had to uh, put a hold on that. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, that's that's kind of where we were at. Um, I'm gonna let somebody else talk for a little bit too, because I feel like I'm taking up all the airspace just about what. Oh, that's all right. right. I'm I'm gonna let somebody else talk too. I'm gonna let John Bon Jovi feel this one. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> Okay, yeah, listen, guys. First of all, welcome to the show. It is great to have you here. Uh, my main question, and, you know, Brian, Sean, Alex G., Alex J., whoever wants to answer this question, is I'm listening to Rich Kids, and whenever I listen to new music, something that I've never heard before, you know, I'm always trying to think to myself, all right, what does this remind me of? What are the influences? And I'll be honest with you, I, I'm coming up with a blank, which basically is a really good thing because this is a very original composition. And I would like to know what your uh, influences were in putting Rich Kids together because, you know, I'm usually pretty good at hitting it with, okay, this band uh, influenced them or that band, but I got nothing. Well, hey, you know what? That's honestly not a bad thing. I feel like in. Uh, in a lot of music marketing, either people either you say you look you sound like someone, or you say, people will say you don't sound like anything. So I guess you know what? it could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. But in terms of our influences, I think that that's a tough one to answer because we all actually come from very different backgrounds. Me myself, I came from more of a rock background, so I listened to a lot of Foo Fighters, I listened to the Beatles, and a lot of guitar-based bands. Well, I guess we couldn't really say the Beatles was mostly guitar, but you know what? I mean, that that kind of era. Brian, I know he came from more like a metal drumming kind of st- uh, standpoint, and then. And uh, Gaines was he was a classical music uh, uh, composer, and then James was. Where did you come from? You have you have a whole bunch of different backgrounds as well. But ultimately, <laughs> I guess part of the reason it sounds so different is because we all listen to listen and consume and produce different types of uh, music in general. So we're an amalgamation a, of all of those. It's a good thing. Well, it's an original. Com- that, it, it's a, it's an original composition. You guys wrote this, right? Yeah, and okay. um, to add on to what Sean is saying, um, I think something about Shifley is all of our tracks sound different from each other, and we lean into that. We we think it's that kind of it'd be kind of boring to play the same thing a dozen different times. Um, so we really well, like being creative with how each each tune sounds, and, and that's one of our uh, favorite parts. But again, and and you know, and I, and I meant this 
really, truly is the highest compliment. I can't think of any influences that went into this music. This is original music and original music that is good to dance to, good to listen to, good to tap your toe to. That's really hard to do. I don't know if you realize that, but it's really hard to do what you and guys have pulled off. And it's still got a commercial hook to it. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks. We appreciate yeah, that. Appreciate that. That's really nice. That's really nice to hear. Thank you, guys. Now you were I look forward to the time where – sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. You do it. Go ahead. Finish. I was just saying, I look forward to the time where we can actually get some sweet uh, tapping in real life, get some shows going Absol- again. But Absolutely. Yeah. Now, it, it, it should be getting nearer. Now, it depends on who you listen to as to how near, but uh, I, I, I perceive that it will be this year sometime. Matter of fact, there are some uh, artists and some venues that are actually uh, that are actually getting into it already, and uh, we're looking for that to uh, hopefully proceed safely, not create any more explosions, and maybe we can get back to some semblance of normal. I want to back up just a little bit here, because uh, Alex, I think one of you was mentioning the cycle and explaining what you were doing with it and the tunes. You had 14 tunes and everything. My question, uh, a follow-up question to that is. Uh, is there an album coming out of this? And I could subtitle that question with, are we going to get a copy? Because <laughs> I'd love to get some more of your music and maybe even have you come back and uh, preview the album on the show. But is there going to be an album out of this? Well, um, we're <laughs> kind of uh, <laughs> in the middle of that, in the middle of that conversation ourselves. Um, but uh-huh. yeah, I think we're, we, we had the original plan to go with the full album. Um, you know, we've been kind of looking at what the modern music industry looks at, you know, as far as a measurement of, of success or a measurement of taking a bet on somebody, but, you know, we're, we're thinking either, uh, you know, we, we want to do an album because, you know, all of these songs were written as an album. They were meant to be put out as an album. Mm-hmm. Um, but we may do smaller kind of collections before then. We'll give people a taste of the music, let people get familiar with our sound, because this is also the first release we've had in a while. Um, first time we've really done something in a little while. Well, as you know, undoubtedly, uh, there's a uh, a change in the way records, records uh, songs are released in this day and age. A lot of artists are going to a uh, continual release of songs like maybe one a month or, you know, periodically like that. And uh, this also builds the, uh, builds the capability of an instant album. Whenever, you know, you get a bunch of tunes that you like together that, uh, that work together and, you know, reach your audience, you can package them as an album and hopefully get some resale out of the track. But uh, it's good to know that you do have, that album thing in mind. Now, before we run out of time, we have a couple of basics here on the show. One of which, once you're on the show, you're part of our family and we want to keep in touch with you. So we hope you keep in touch with us to that end. One of our uh, social media pages is on Facebook and it's the David Bowers Awards groups page. That is up there open to any artist or agent for that matter. Anyone can connected with music to post your music news, your new releases, show dates when we get to doing tours and things, whatever you want to share with the audience and hopefully build a new audience, feel free to post it on there and we will take it 
and post it to our other social media sites too so that you get the maximum mileage out of it. So you keep that in mind. Put it on your, uh, put it on your press release list if you want. And uh, by all means, keep in touch. Feel free to uh, contact John or myself anytime you want. Questions, comments, whatever. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. and We'd love to keep track of our guests as they move onward and hopefully upward. And we've seen a few that have done just that. So we want you to keep that in mind. Another thing we do on the show, we believe in self-promotion to the nth degree. With that being said, I'm going to give you the time right now to promote yourself to the listeners, tell them where they can find your music, where they can contact you, get in touch, follow what you're doing, the whole shebang. Go ahead. Stage is yours. Hey, how's it going, everyone? This is Brian. I just wanted to jump in and say hello. Thank you for having us on the show. Really do appreciate it. Uh, so as far as where you can find Shifley, you can check out Shifley on Instagram and Twitter at Shifley Music. That is spelled with two F, S-H-I-F-F-L-E-Y, music. And check out our latest single, Gimme, which you'll hear in a couple moments. And you can find the music video on YouTube. And thanks again for having us. And thank you for summing that up so well. We've got about 30 seconds left. Whichever one of you wants to take on this final question, tell us about the song we're going to play, Gimme. So this one um, I wrote sort of about uh, like a self-criticism about being selfish. And um, I like to just be lighthearted with myself and and sort of um, poke fun of myself. So this is sort of just that, uh, making fun of my own uh, selfishness. Well, we're not going to make fun of you. We may make jokes with you, but uh, we're not going to make fun of you. We're going to thank you for coming and sharing your time and story with us, invite you to come back and see us again, and wish you all the very best. Ladies and gentlemen, they call themselves Shifley. They're out of Brooklyn, New York. You're going to love them. Check this out. Their latest release, Gimme.
and it's called Gimme. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you, those guys are good, and I, I really, I really agree with you, John Bon Jovial, on the on how they defy you saying, "Wow, I can catch that influence in their music." It's very original. Uh, it's it's kind of a as he said, it's kind of an amalgam. They've got the, you've got some basic pop, obviously. Uh, they call it dirty synth rock from Brooklyn, and there's that in there. Uh, there's a definite punk influence, uh, but it's a, uh, it's definitely original sound. And I give them credit. They got, uh, they got something going. I hope they make it go. We want to thank you because we got to be going. We want to thank our guests, uh, both the band Shifley and of course, Susie Corey for being with us today, and we hope you will be back with us again next week right here on the David Bowers Awards. John Bon Jovial, take us home. Yes, sir. Well, folks, hey, like I say every week, you've done it again. You've spent another perfectly good hour with us here at the David Bowers Awards, and we are really, truly grateful for that. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and, of course, from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona. And we are available for free on most of the major streaming services at the David Bowers Awards. Follow the David Bowers Awards on Blog Talk Radio, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And join us next week, if you would, please, for the David Bowers Awards, Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern on WRFZ FM 106.3 on your FM dial. That's Rochester Free Radio in Rochester, New York. And on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. DST, UTC, M-O-U-S-E. So until next week for The David Bowers and Nick, our fabulously geeky engineer, I am yours truly, the lovably legendary John Bon Jovial, saying be good to each other, wash your hands, get your shot, keep your distance, and we'll see you next week right here on The David Bowers Awards. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.